And that right there was Screaming Females with Mothership, who are in the studio right now and will be playing tonight at the Nightlight. So, how are you, everybody? Want to introduce yourselves and uh, say some nice things? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm Jarrett from Screaming Females. I play drums. I'm Mike, and I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm Marissa. I am in the band. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you guys um, just released this new album, Power Move. It's your first re- record released on an actual uh, record label. You've done everything else completely yourselves, booking and all that. Uh, how's things changed since uh, going from completely DIY to... Uh, so, the, so the label that put out the album, uh, Don Giovanni Records, they're from New Brunswick, New Jersey, where we're from. And uh, some friends of ours, uh, Joe and Zach, run the label. The label's been around for... Uh, seven or eight years and they it, we we did everything ourselves up until this record except for a few seven inches that uh, were also put out on you know, friends labels but this is the first major project and they'd been offering to release stuff for uh, a while now because uh, being around the area they knew who we were we knew who they were and but we'd always been hesitant and just said oh we'll just do everything ourselves and on our last tour in the fall um Joe uh, from Don Giovanni showed up in uh, D.C., I think it was, and followed us home on the tour, unannounced, <laughs> just came and showed up and hung out for the last three days and really sat down with us and was and was like, you know, tell me what your concerns are uh, about doing this album on a label. Let me know what you want to do, what you hope to get out of just being in a band. He's like, and we'll go through everything and whatever you guys want to do, I'll do that plus be able to do whatever we can do to help out the album. So it was basically a, uh, somebody we knew well enough to trust, and he said, we'll do whatever you want to do, and so we just decided to go with it. And so far, it's worked out really well. So cool. Yeah, it's, I noticed uh, we, we actually got your CD from the promoter and everything, so that, that's probably a big advantage of having a real label is that people actually, it gets distributed. Yeah, we had the, the luck of there's two or three amazing, um, actually, the, the Don Giovanni's had some really big records from uh, Span the Ergs and uh, The Measure and Hunchback. And they, two of those bands, uh, sadly, broke up um, in the fall. And Don Giovanni had a bunch of their money laying around and was willing to throw it into our project. So <laughs> uh, we got the benefit of the Ergs' 10 years of work uh, <laughs> and re- releasing those albums to go into. Uh, help promoting our album, which is just something we've never been able to afford on our own. Well, that's that's great. Uh, <laughs> well, you want to throw on something off of that new album? Uh, give people a taste of what you've sure. been up to lately. What's your favorite song? My favorite, um, uh, either Skull or Lights Out. Okay, let's do let's, one of those. Okay, how about Lights Out? This sure. is Lights Out by Screaming Females right here in 88.1 WKNC Rally. <laughs>
was Lights Out off of the new Screaming Females record, Power Move. So good. And I'd, so you have this interesting sound that sort of is a cross between um, like post-punk and sort of that heavy shredding sort of sound that not, not, other, not many other bands do that. So what sort of, what influenced you to sort of come up with that? <laughs> the solos and the whatnot. <laughs> when I started listening to rock and roll, I started listening to bands like Smashing Pumpkins, and that's probably why I play guitar the way I do. Uh, um, I- and then when I grew out of them, I started listening to bands like Blitz and Huggy Bear, <laughs> which is probably why I, you know, don't get too into the whole frog rock shredding kind of thing. Like a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little uh, picking from here and there, I guess. Is yeah. It's like yeah, a it's good... Going. How yeah. do you say that word? Amalgam? <laughs> An amalgamation. Right? Amalgamation, yeah. yeah. One of those things. <laughs> yeah, it seems like more bands would uh would do that. I guess it... it as somebody who's just attempting to learn how to play guitar for the first time myself, I it's unfathomable how that is even done. <laughs> I don't see how hands can do that, but, you know... I maybe. think uh, <laughs> one of the things I always, uh, um, I guess I, I think about with our band is that uh, we never went into it with a particular style of music in mind, which I feel like a lot of bands are like, before they even have picked up the instruments together, they're like, uh, our band is going to be a cross between this band and that band, and it's going to be named this, and they probably already have a MySpace account, you know? <laughs> so, uh we never we never had that idea that the band was going to sound a particular way, so it's kind of, uh, I think that's where, I guess, our originality comes out of, is it's just a fusion of the three of us and our, you know, our lives and the music we listened to growing up and the music that's on pop radio and the music in cars blasting outside of my house, you know, whatever, <laughs> as opposed to, like, shunning some sort of style because we're like, oh, that's not cool, we can't do that, you know, it doesn't line up to what we're trying to to this pre-planned thing yeah it seems like there is finally sort of a backlash to the pretentiousness of indie rock and now people are finally sort of um embracing the forms of music that were once considered sort of passe like yeah. like like so guitar solos <laughs> 90s music well i mean you know, guitar solos. yeah we're we got asked to uh recently right after we get home we're going and uh, we're playing a show with dinosaur jr uh, it's one of their big uh, album wow. release shows in Brooklyn, and I mean, well, that's I, it's, it's not it's not it's not the same thing in any way. But I, uh, I think about you know when that band uh, came out, they were coming, they were on SST Records. Guitar solos were like so lame, and then you get like <laughs> Jay Mascus like playing these Whalen solos, and uh, and most people thought they were lame at the time they came out for doing it. But you know now they're still around. All these yeah, years now, they're, later. now they're legendary. <laughs> yeah. SST had a pretty interesting roster. They sort of were supposed to be a hardcore label, but they broke all of the hardcore rules. Yeah, until the point where they broke them so badly that no one cared about releasing what they were free re- jazz. What they that were releasing wasn't particularly <laughs> good. <laughs> well, let's move on to more music because that's what we do here at WKNC. We don't just talk. <laughs> we can just talk. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> We can do whatever we want. It's the weekend. It's basically completely free form. (laughs) 
What are we Here's, listening to next? This is Skull off of the new record. How about that? Cool. Skull off of Power Move by Screaming Female. That was Skull off of the new Screaming Females album, Power Move. And Screaming Females is in the studio with us. Hello. <laughs> Still here. So, we here at WKNC absolutely love our local music scene here in central North Carolina and uh, sort of devote our lives to it. Uh, you're a band from New Jersey, and uh, how is the uh, scene there? Is it is there as vibrant and diverse a music scene as we have here in North Carolina? <laughs> well... I'll tell you one thing. I don't know how vibrant and diverse your scene is. I've only been We've here. We've got a lots time. and lots of local music. We've only been here like, you know, 10 Eight. times or something. <laughs> <laughs> we've got everything from played. mellow folk bands that are really good to metal bands that are really good. Yeah, yeah, we've played with both of those here, actually. <laughs> but, uh, no, not on the same show. At Troika, you, what was that lineup? That was Juan Huevos, you, and yeah. then Future Islands? Yeah, Future Islands are amazing. <laughs> they. It was cool playing with them um, because you see, uh, I don't know, there's, there's only so many bands that tour a whole lot, you know? And it's a good number, but you kind of start seeing the same names pop up over and over. But it's, and uh, so you run into a lot of these people playing shows here or there. And that band we uh, had never run into, but had seen their name everywhere. And apparently they had the same experience. So when we finally played that show together, it was like, I have seen your name on every <laughs> flyer and your sticker on every binder in this country. But so they, they're an amazing band. We were totally bonded instantly, and uh, uh, we want Marissa and and uh, their lead singer to do to do a duet. That's what I want. That would be, would be pretty awesome. beautiful. I would I would really like to see that happen. We're gonna do the song from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I think that that could work. But uh, we were talking about New Jersey. That's how we got started on this. And New Jersey. New, we're from New Brunswick, New Jersey. And it's um, you drove through the town, you'd probably uh, be like, wow, there's no record store here. There's no, uh, there's only one venue. And you can't it, get any coffee. It, there's no coffee anywhere. shop except for Starbucks. There's... Uh, it looks pretty much like there could be nothing going on there, which is probably a lot of the inspiration for why uh, we have so many really good bands from the town because it is a not an easy place to get by as a band. It's really expensive. There's no real venues. Um, there's there's a couple punk labels, but there's no, you know, you guys got like Merge and stuff over here, like long-standing labels. Um, so it's... It's hard work, and you just you learn uh, from the bands around you how to run house shows because it's their, our only option, really. You know, you get really well-organized house shows because there's no venues. You get bands who learn how to put out their own records because there's not as many long-standing labels. You, and you learn how to tour really hard because no one's coming out to New Brunswick, New Jersey to uh, 
check out bands except for local people. So you play a couple local shows and you're like, man, we got to get out of here and play some other, some other places. So it, it's sort of like the carry of New Jersey, if you will. Uh, <laughs> reference many uh, here in the Triangle would be resonating with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Yeah, I I come from a place called uh, Mooresville, North Carolina. It's a lot like that, except there aren't any bands there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing once you hang out in New Brunswick for a minute to see how many bands there are for the type of city and how small the city is and how how often there are shows. I mean, there's shows like three or four times in a week in a city that doesn't have a real venue, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, that that is weird how that works <laughs> I, and i'm originally from new jersey i've only been to new brunswick once and i was like nine years old yeah, i remember yeah. hoboken being a pretty cool place though yeah hoboken's pretty it's you're a yuppie yeah yeah hoboken's no. got a great <laughs> a great venue that luckily um has been really supportive recently of a lot of new brunswick bands and a lot of bands that we play with from even bands from like brooklyn that we're good friends with Would that kind of, maxwell's yeah maxwell's great spot it's been around forever um and we're actually doing our homecoming show there when we get back from this tour. Uh, but other than that, Hoboken, Maxwell's exists in Hoboken because Hoboken used to be uh, a really cheap place to live that was uh, very close to New York. So, you know, like Haven lived there and who else? You know, Bouncing Soul lived there. All these bands lived there and played, played uh, yeah, Ted Leo played at Maxwell's. and But now they all got ran out and now it's just uh, really expensive yeah, condos. and. <laughs> And uh, boutiques, but Maxwell still exists. Yeah. Hopefully, this economic uh, collapse will prevent North Carolina from turning into that within <laughs> the next few years. <laughs> Foreclose enough like, housing developments to sort of keep us cheap and yep. amenable to the indie rock. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's your take on that? It seems like New Jersey is kind of like a, a good sort of like exemplar example of a, a place where you know a lot of you know, art and culture happens, and then, you know, once that happens, you know, gentrification moves in and sort of, you know, sterilizes the town from all the art and culture that helped to build it in the first place. What's your feeling on that kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, uh, our town, uh, outside of just art, but, like, you know, the communities that really uh, live in the town uh, are constantly being run out. I mean, I've only, I've been there for seven years, and there are at least a half a dozen new gigantic, like, you know entire city block buildings you know like new hotel new condos all these things in there and uh it's making the city look the way the you know, these people have this plan for between uh the giant corporation and the university which is also a giant corporation but uh it's and they tried to even there's one bar that runs shows and it's God bless them, they're stalwart, but it's not the most fun place to play. But they're there, and they've been doing it a long time. And they tried to run them out, too, because they were saying, oh, they're, you know, they're a blight on the city. And they managed to get saved. So there's, so there's a so the parking garage that completely surrounds the building. It's, like, on the edge <laughs> of the street, and then it's, like, cut out of this parking garage, just big enough to keep the court tavern there. But, I mean, I, that, that stuff, who's going to live there? I don't know. It's expensive apartments in New Brunswick. Uh, as far as I know, it's college kids, uh, scumbags, and then working, uh, <laughs> working like Mexican population that are the main population of the city. I don't know who's going to afford to live in these condos. So good luck with them and their condos. Yeah, that that happens here in Raleigh too. We have this fan freaking tastic venue called Kings, and uh, 
I moved to Raleigh immediately. They decided to level it and put a parking garage for the new uh, the new convention center. Yep, right on top of King. So now <laughs> we're basically venueless. We've got we've got a couple of decent bars, but it's all twenty one plus. It's now all at smoky. least you can park when you go to the convention center. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I, if I want to go see like uh, see Van Halen, uh, there's ample parking. <laughs> I mean, I think they're following in the, the steps of Joni Mitchell when they said, if you want paradise, put up a parking lot. It's sort of like, you know. I think they, it was paved paradise, put up a parking lot. Which essentially true. they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it is. You know, Raleigh is like a land of pavement and, I don't know, like. Pavement and cinder block buildings. And <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I, I see potential in this town <laughs> as long as. Um, as long as the economic collapse lasts long enough. <laughs> <laughs> and on that subject. Yeah, I'm, I'm, actually, a, I'm a big fan uh, of uh, people who were walking, for the last, you know, however many years, were walking around uh, their giant accoutrements of cars and whatever, the uh, acting as though they were very rich, and then they all suddenly realized that all of that was on credit, and it's all going to go away. <laughs> Isn't it funny how that works? <laughs> well, let's go into another song, shall we? we? Play something that's not screaming females. We can if you want. What? Got any Stone Temple Pilots? <laughs> Actually, we probably don't. <laughs> uh, too bad. <laughs> we, we can do some acapella. No. <laughs> All right. What are we listening to? Uh, how about Boyfriend? Okay. That, that song rocks my face off. Um, so here, here we comes. Of we have you surrounded, and it was indivisible. A, requ- awesome in, name in for a studio band. request from King Mike. A little bit disappointing. The last thing I expected was disco, <laughs> but I still like. I was pretty happy with it. I, I like, enjoyed it. Was it. Good, and know, I think I think disco is kind of you know it's, it's just, sort of a comeback yeah. happening with that. <laughs> I'm just so fed up with it. I can only hear. MGMT so many times. Oh, we know what you're talking about. Um, I believe every listener out of the computer and hide the CD. (laughs) And somehow it still kept playing. And Justice. Oh my God. Oh Jesus. Yeah, that's um. It's these really pretentious French guys that like. Yeah. Uh, disco. Well, they, they, French disco by really pretentious guys that wear costumes. <laughs> exactly. They stole Gary Newman's shtick and then proceeded to <laughs> underwhelm everyone on the, the face of the planet. <laughs> Except for Pitchfork. And Pitchfork's like, yes! Yeah. Another band that has a weird acronym. Let's do it! <laughs> and, you know, suddenly... <laughs> that's that's how Indie Rock works. I just gotta get on Pitchfork's good side and you'll sell 5 billion records and get signed to Universal. And yeah, we're still working on that. <laughs> the, the, the deal with Universal? Yeah. David Geffen better yet? <laughs> Perhaps both, I mean... Yeah, they're probably cool. all the same company now anyway. Yeah. So this show tonight, I'm... Show tonight, we're excited. I am really excited about it. Belfit. Parents are going to be there. <laughs> 
Jarrett's dad is my favorite person in the entire world. He is so cool. If you get a chance to meet him, anybody who's going to go to this show, talk to Jarrett's dad. He's so rad. That's, that's all I wanted to talk about on the radio. We about <laughs> that was the mysterious that's subject. That's my mysterious subject. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking Doherty. forward to that. He is my man. <laughs> yeah, Bella Faye, Screaming Females, and Caltrop, sort of a dream lineup for me and most other rock fans cool. in the world, I think. We're excited about it. Um, yep. Bella Faye is one of our uh, favorite bands to play with. We played with them in New Jersey at one of the only other places in New Jersey that runs house shows in this house in South Jersey. In Pensauken. It, it was fun. It was a good show. There was lots of mosquitoes there. The guy lives in a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> they had flavored ice after the show. It was good. <laughs> that's that, true. They had a whole bucket of it. It had chili peppers in it. <laughs> oh, that's wild. At the holidays that's for Quinn's true. show last night. Oh, that that's too bad if that's not true. <laughs> I kind of want some chili flavored ice now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Loco Pops has it. <laughs> that's a, a local um, popsicle place. Everybody, run. it's a Loco Pops. Loco Pops, yes. Like they're crazy popsicles, and uh, they're taking over the world. And crazy tasty, if you will. <laughs> Thank you for that, Steve. Five hundred dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited for the show tonight because the Nightlight is one of, uh, I think, one of the coolest venues. Uh, it's, it's. I would agree. Uh, multi-dimensional. <laughs> it's tiny. It's. It used to be a used bookstore. Yeah. Yet it's. It, probably one of the most fun it, venues wait, in is here. it not a used bookstore it's not anymore. a used bookstore anymore i was kind of sad when that part went away uh, but it's still really cool it's air conditioned it's air That's conditioned like the best thing man and the, <laughs> my favorite thing about it usually except i guess not today. and they have a liquor license now too which is great haven't they always had one nope, no they, they just had sold, a beer license yeah they had a beer license no liquor uh, so people can get drunker at the nightlight now. Old City Headquarters is also really cool. I love that place. It's a bike co-op and it's also a venue. Yeah. That's one of, uh, I mean, booking our own shows, I guess we could, if we wanted to, uh, get into more uh, bar venues or whatever, but our favorite places to play are interesting spots, which (laughs) are, you know, venue slash uh, bike co-op, venue slash... Guy's uh, basement. <laughs> <laughs> Vegetarian well, no, restaurant. Over that, uh, we love, well, we love, we love certain basements. basements yeah. But a lot of times it gets cramped and people get stupid and knock into Jared's drums and I have to stand in front of the cymbals because nobody else is anywhere to be found. I got to knock over all these moshers. And <laughs> Mike got moshed on real hard the other night yeah, at a basement show and he hurt himself. Oh man, that sucks. So when you mosh... You gotta mosh responsibly and think about, you know, the, the consequences other. of your mosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm blind Especially, right now. Like, I could die. <laughs> I'm five feet tall. Five two. Don't mosh on me. I could die. <laughs> I could. If I was in your shoes the other night when that guy fell on you, I probably would be dead. No, your ankle just hurt a lot. It would be broken in several places. So, yeah, I went to a tooth show a couple weeks ago. My glasses got trampled, so I'm blind now. That's pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) That's the consequences of moshing. I've, I've, my glasses have survived such incident so far. It's amazing. Mine almost survived, but then they got stepped on directly by me. So, (laughs) as I was searching for them, 
<laughs> yeah, it only it only takes one person to make a fun push pit into uh, a dangerous place to to be, and then suddenly you can't watch the band you're trying to watch. Yeah, that that's what I was most upset about. I didn't care that my ankle hurt like a whole lot. I just <laughs> wanted to watch Dead Dog. They're like one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Dead Dog. They're now in Athens, Georgia. Used to be from Brooklyn. They put out a, a full length on Mauled by Tigers, which famously. First released the Vivian Girls record that sold out instantly, but the Dead Dog record, our better. humble opinion, better record. Check it out. <laughs> but they didn't get the Pitchfork eight point five or whatever. It no, is. no. <laughs> we like the we like the Vivian Girls record a lot too. Oh yeah, me too. I think everybody likes that. It seems to be. It's there. My mom likes that record. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so it is nearly five o'clock p.m., which means it's time for another show. Um, So I hope it's as fun as this one. uh, It might be. It's our. um, I haven't listened to it yet. Actually, we have a classic rock show now, so we'll see. We're kind of like a classic rock band. At least. Yeah, Stone Temple Pilots are classic rock by now, right? <laughs> Probably. Totally. Man, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm old, aren't I? Damn. I think in like 20 years, I'd be like, oh, remember Coldplay. Oh, God, they were classic. <laughs> they don't make music like they used to. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for having us. The show tonight, Screaming Females at 9.30. No, uh, 8.30. Our book said 9.30. It's 8.30. 8.30. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, well, thanks for coming. It's been fun. Absolutely. Uh, Going to leave everyone with one more Screaming Female song, and then Classic Rock, and maybe a little Stone Temple Pilots. We'll see. Sweet. Sweet.